For it is God who is all the while at work in us, dynamically, effectually, both to do and to will of his good pleasure. The Father takes great pleasure in bringing increase. He takes great pleasure when your relationships come up from glory to glory. It gives him great joy to see his children walking in the truth. His word is truth. Thank God for great joy in our lives. One thing I know for sure is God's got a plan for your life. He says, I know the plans that I've got for you. They're good. They're awesome. I know for sure that God's got a path for you to walk in. And God's paths never lead to destruction. They never lead to decrease. God's paths are paths of increase. God's paths are paths of life. And so therefore, with great confidence and joy, we can proclaim and say... In my pathway is life. And there is no death. For he is my life. And he is the length of your days. Therefore I choose the blessing. Therefore I choose life. I will align my mouth with what he's already said. And in saying what he said... It shall all come to pass. Hallelujah. Glory. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. What a great God we serve. When I found out and got a glimpse of His plan for my life and His purpose for me being alive, it made me happy. And it also filled my heart with gratitude to think that God would take a life and put it back together and mold it and utilize it for His glory. And God's no respecter of persons. He's taken you out of much because He wants to bring you into so much more. He is the God of much, much more. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for this group of people today. Help us to see, Lord, your will, your plan, your purpose. And then, Lord, as we, as we take a gaze into the glorious law of liberty, help us to, to, to not only see but also help us to apply. Help us to do. Hallelujah. Say this with me. I am a doer. I'm a doer of God's word. Amen. Well, you may be seated. Pastor Tom, I'm going to ask you to receive the offering a little bit later. And uh, so...
God's vision for our life is great. And so he wants us to see some things so that we can seize some things. And so that we can be and do all that he's called us and enabling us to do. And so the word of God is literally designed to give you and I vision. It gives us vision. And uh, the psalmist said, he said that the entrance of his word, it gives light. It gives light. Now, that means this, is that when the word of God enters my heart and your heart, it enables us to see. That's what light does. If, if you were to, to walk in here at 6 a.m. this morning, it would be very dark. Okay? And uh, there's a, a, something called a light switch back in that room there that when it is turned on, it enables you to see. I'm sure that's one of the first things that Pastor Tom does when he comes into this building is he goes for the light. He doesn't try to go from the back door uh, to the platform to where he needs to get ready for service without turning on the light. If the light was not on, he would sure stumble. And I think that's what, ha- what has happened with many people because the Word of God is not entering into their lives They're stumbling, and they're unable to see. But God has provided a means for you and I to see. Amen? That's why the Apostle Paul prayed uh, that the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened. One translation says it this way, that the eyes of your heart would be flooded with light. Once your heart is flooded with light, we have no excuse for stumbling and not knowing the will of God. The eyes of your understanding, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. The will of the Lord is, is for your eyes, your spiritual eyes, to be flooded with light. Amen. After all, God is light. And in Him is no darkness whatsoever. Hallelujah. And the most efrede bastoye, en celebra vadoste libroto basikenende. And the more you draw near to Him, And the more you get into the word, the more light you see, and the more you become like him who is light. And so your eyes shall be flooded with light. Your path shall be clear. You'll face your future without hesitancy and without fear. Because the father of lights has come down and gifted you with his word and his spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. So God is light. Now, a couple of examples of this would be over in Genesis chapter 13. Let's look over there. And notice with me in verse 13, or actually 14 through 16 of the book of Genesis chapter 13. 
We know that the will of God for Abraham was to become the father of a multitude, right? Or the father of many nations. And Abraham is like us. He needed some help. Because his body was old. And Sarah's body was old. And so the father of lights gave him a word picture. In Genesis 13, verse 14. And the Lord said unto Abram, or Abram, after that Lot was separated from him, Lift up now thine eyes and look. Lift up thine eyes and look. Abram, I want you to see something. Look from the place where you are, north, south, east, and west, For all the land which you see to thee, which thou seest to thee, will I give it, and to thy seed, for how long? Verse 16. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man number the dust of the earth, then thy seed also shall be numbered. Amen. So these words, this was a word from God for Abram. And these words, when they were spoken to Abram, and the word picture enabled Abram to have some vision. I'm telling you, the the word of the Lord, a word from God, whether it be in the book or whether it be by the Spirit, you know that you know that it gives you vision. It enables you to see. What do you see when you lift up your eyes? What do you see when you look to Him and when you look at Him? Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Looking into the perfect law of liberty. Looking at Jesus through the word of God. Look to him and you shall be lightened. When I look to him, I see a savior. When I lift up my eyes and look at him, I see a healer. I see a financier. I see a peace giver. I see the Lord of joy. When I look to him, and when you look to him, hallelujah, you're going to see some wonderful things. And so we must obey the command which says this, looking away, (laughs) right? Looking away from everything that would distract us. There are distractions. Those distractions are demonically designed to keep your eyes off of him and on you. Who you're not, what you can't do, what you don't have. Those are just distractions of the enemy. But you know what? You have the ability to stay focused. Don't you? Now, the Niners were playing the uh, Seahawks the other night. And I was down in John's living room watching that game. And for the first half, I was focused. 
But in the second half, I started looking at my emails, started looking at my texts, started doing other things. I was not fixed. I was not focused. Okay? And so, focus means this. And I love this definition. Focused. Fixed on Christ. Unlimited supply every day. Say this with me. I'm fixed on Christ. Unlimited supply every day. An unlimited supply? That's right. He's got an unlimited supply of joy for you. He's got an unlimited supply of strength for you. And I've discovered this in my life. He's got an unlimited supply of mercy for me. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad for his unlimited supply? But now this supply that is unlimited can be, it's raining nice, isn't it? Aren't you glad to be inside? Feels good. Are you all warm and comfy? That means I've got another couple hours to preach to you. Hey. So this unlimited supply is available but it must be paid attention to. So fixed upon his unlimited supply. Now, another example of this is in Joshua chapter 6. And uh, let's look over there. Joshua, the sixth chapter. And uh, I want you to notice a couple of verses there. Now Jericho, I'll wait till you get there. Seems how we're not in a hurry. Amen? We're not in a hurry. Don't want to short you. Joshua, the sixth chapter, and let's just look at the, the first couple of verses there, okay? Notice this with me. It says, now Jericho was straightly shut up. Jericho was representative, or we could say it this way, Jericho was an obstacle for them. Okay? If they were going to go in and take the land, Jericho had to be taken down. Okay? And so they were, they were facing Jericho. They actually sent some spies in there to spy it out. So Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. Why was Jericho shut up? You know what causes the devil to shut up? When you know who you are in Christ. When you know that you've not been given a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind, the enemy will just have to shut up. I like that. Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. They were literally afraid of them. None went out and none came in. And the Lord 
said unto Joshua. You know, some awesome things happen when God says. God said, let there be light. And there was light. When God says something, that is an enablement enablement for you and I to act upon what he said. And in acting on what he said, he will perform what he said with signs following. Amen. Amen. So he said, and the children and, and the Lord said to Joshua, see, see, everyone say see. In other words, Joshua, you've got to see this. Because it's the entrance of this word that I'm giving you that will not only give you the light, but it will also give you the courage and the enablement to do what I've already provided for you. See, I have given into thine hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. And you shall comfort this city, all you men of war, and go around of it the city once. Thou shalt do it six days. And seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of rams, horns, and the seventh day. You shall compass the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, I do that at home a lot. Okay, everybody do that right now. Blow the shofar in Zion. And when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall whisper. With a low whisper. No, they should shout with a great shout. And the wall of the city shall fall down flat. And the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. Whoo, glory to God. There is an ascendancy for the people of God that will obey the commandments of the Lord and blow the trumpet in Zion. We're coming up higher. As a church, we're coming up higher. As a body, we're coming up higher. But the thing I want you to see is this, is that Joshua had to see that. He had to see that. In order for Joshua to seize what God had already provided for him, he had to see it down here. If you can see the invisible, you can do the impossible. Show me your vision and I will show you your future. God gave Joshua something to see. What are you seeing? What are you seeing? God's given us something to see. And this kind of went off on the inside of me this morning. So I want to just work with this just a moment. Verse 2 again. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given. When you look into the Word of God, you can see what God's already given you. Hallelujah. He has given us 
full redemption. He has given us, come on somebody, the blood of the Lamb that we overcome with. He has given us, I like this, every one of you in here, all of you, He has given you the measure of mountain-moving faith. And he didn't give us this measure of mountain-moving faith to talk about the mountains. No. I know I'm preaching pretty good right now. There's too much talking about the mountains and not enough talking to the mountains. You're either talking to your mountains or your mountains are talking to you. God didn't give you this measure of mountain-moving faith To study the mountain and Google it and get all the facts about the mountain. Oh, this is a large mountain. It's so high and so deep. There have been 50,000 people killed trying to climb it. God never told us to climb mountains. (laughs) He gave us the measure. Come on now. He's given you the measure... A mountain-moving faith. He says, see this. I have already given it to you. And people are praying for faith. Oh, Lord, give me more faith. Oh, Lord, give me faith. He's already placed faith on the inside of you. Now, I need to give you a verse of Scripture for that to back it up. Because I can see that some of you are, are wanting to eat that and wanting to believe that. But let me give you a scripture so you can see it. Look at Romans chapter 12. Everyone say, see and do. See and do. Another way to say it would be see and apply. It's the application of what you're hearing today that will make your week better. Amen? Amen? Now, in Romans, the 12th chapter, in the third verse, let's look at this. See, I have given. See what I've already given you. Romans chapter 12, in verse 3. He says, Now, for I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you. Now, we know that Paul's writing to the church at Rome, right? But is God a respecter of persons? We could say it this way. If he's writing to the church at Rome and he's no respecter of persons, then he's writing to the church at 24800 Asperian Boulevard. So he's writing this to us. In other words, this is a love letter from a loving God to you. Amen. For I say, through the grace given unto me, To every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly. Read the rest of it with me. According as God hath dealt to every man. So we could say that every man in this auditorium, every woman has been given, has been dealt, the measure of faith. The measure of faith. How much faith does it take 
to move a mountain. It takes just a little, what? Grain of mustard seed. So you've got this on the inside of you. See that. And so then the application of this would simply be that the next time these mountains come, and for some it could be a whole mountain range, remember that you have faith. And that with this faith, you can speak to the mountain. Be thou removed. Be thou cast into the sea. Shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. And start right where you're at. I mean, if there's a headache in your life right now, speak to it. Don't accept it. Say, Headache in Jesus' name. I command you to be removed. Now, I walked in here today with a headache. I don't have it anymore. I don't, I don't believe in headaches. I believe in healing. Amen. So, see I have given. What has he given you? Apply it. Now, around the holidays, and we're in the holidays right now, right? And how many of you are going to survive and revive in the holidays? Amen. Did you all have some some good pie? Did you? How many of you had some pile of mode? Huh? How many of you had a second helping of that good turkey with some good gravy on it? Huh? Huh? We're, We're getting anointed now, aren't we? I mean, this time of year, we just, there's just something about that word, double up. <laughs> double up. We all had a great meal, didn't we? But you know what? We're doubling up right now. We're having a good meal right now. We're having ourselves a happy meal right now. I'm, I'm going to give you a little bit more. I'm going to give you some more. I'm going to get double up now. Double up in the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So he says, see, I have given. You'll never see if you never look. Amen. You'll never see anything that God has already given you if you'll never look in the Bible. And that's what causes... Uh, destruction in our lives. He said that that my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. Or that my people go into captivity because they have no knowledge. And oftentimes when people are are facing real difficult situations, they'll just kind of put it over on the Lord and say, well, you never know what the Lord will do. I mean, you just never know. But is that scriptural? I mean, is that a scriptural statement? You just never know. Why would he tell us to understand what the will of the Lord is if we could never know? Amen? So the first step to knowing 
is looking. The second step to knowing is hearing. And then once you hear some things, you'll be able to see it. And then when you see it, you'll be able to apply it. You'll be able to do it. Now look at James chapter 1, and I, I know I'm running out of time today, and I, I realize we're just getting started. I cannot believe it's that late already. You getting anything today? So let's look at James chapter 1. So I'm just your coach today, all right? I can't do this for you, but I want to encourage you to do it. If, you, if you've kind of put your Bible aside... Dust it off. Come on. Open it up. And start looking again. Start looking again. No condemnation. But there's no telling how much we've all missed by not looking. Okay? So in James chapter 1, and in verse 25, James 1, 25. But whoever looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein. So we see the principle of looking into the perfect law of liberty. Jesus said, when you continue in my word, you will know the truth and the truth shall do what? It will set you free or it will make you free from anything that holds us down or holds us back from any area of bondage, whether it be fear or depression or lack or strife. Looking into the perfect law of liberty and staying in it will continually keep you free. Oh, my goodness. It'll keep you free. Notice the rest of the verse. He be not a forgetful hearer, But a doer of the work or a doer of the word, this man shall be blessed. Come on. Shall be blessed in his deed. And when you're blessed, you are experiencing increase. Thank you, Lord. And I know where I was headed with that thing about the holidays. I got to get back to it. I just saw it. Now I can do it. Because I saw it. I saw it here. And now I'm going to communicate it here. And when you see it, you can do it. Now there's one thing that when family get together, how many of you know that not every family member is perfect, starting with you? Huh? How many of you know that? And so what the enemy likes to do is he likes to bring strife and he likes to bring confusion into your holidays to just spoil the heck out of it and cause you not to be happy and merry like you all should be but rather to be the Grinch. 
the Grinch that bummed out the holidays. And this can be displayed with wrong words, wrong attitudes, you know, bringing up the past, any, anything. But the bottom line is this. It is strife. Say it with me. It is strife. Now, where there's strife and confusion, there is every evil work. So the enemy wants to spoil your relationships. But here's what I want you to see. You've been given the measure of mountain moving, strife moving, confusion moving. Hallelujah. Faith. And so ahead of time. And even in the midst of a storm, you need to rise up and take your authority. Take this measure of mountain moving faith and say, you know what? This is a strife-free zone. This is a confusion-free zone. And in the name of Jesus, I take my dominion, I take my authority over all the powers of hell. And you will not bring strife in the midst of any situation in our life. Amen. Can you do it? Yes. Will you do it? Yes. I know I will. Because I'm a doer of the word of God. Yes. Amen. Now, many people are not seeing things because they're not looking. Number one, look. And number two, you've got to hear. How many of you know that faith comes by? Hearing. Faith comes by what? Hearing. How about having heard? No, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the what? Word of God. God. Now, in closing, turn with me to Philippians chapter uh, 4. Pastor Tom, get ready to receive the offering, if you would. Philippians chapter 4. We just got into the tip of this today, but it's good. Say it with me. God's Word is good. If all you're hearing weekly is what I'm feeding you, You're getting a good meal. But how many of you know we're not designed to live on one meal a week? I know about you, but as soon as the Black Bear Diner's open, I'm fixing to go get me a meal. I mean, a little chicken fried steak. If you never had their waffles, they're this thick. And they're good. Amen? So we said, well, Pastor Mark, I had a T-bone steak last week. Well, what's wrong with having another one this week? Daily. (laughs) Philippians chapter 4, verse 9. Those things which you have learned and received, now notice, and heard. Faith comes by hearing. And seen in me do. And the God of peace, (laughs) come on. The God of nothing missing and nothing broken shall be with you. So the Apostle Paul is simply saying this. You've watched my life. You've received much from me. And you've heard much from me. Because what you've heard from me is straight from God. Amen? So what you've heard, faith has come. And because faith has come, you're starting to see some things. How many of you are seeing more now in the word than you've ever seen before. That's because you're looking and hearing and doing more than you ever have before. He said this, and seeing in me. 
Do it. Do it. And the God of peace will be with you. Say with me, I'm a hearer of the word. I am a looker to the word. And I'm a doer of the word. Amen.